0: Hello and welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I am Ross. And I am Gordon. Hi, Gordon. In our last episode, before we took a short break for the Labor Day weekend, we talked about composition and seeing. I want to take that as the base for our next step. And the next step is about curing the number one compositional error. Oh,
1: oh. I hope this isn't going to make or cause offense.
0: Well, it shouldn't because this error is so prevalent, but it may partly be due to how the camera's autofocus system is set up.
1: So this is the point where I say, huh?
0: Well, we both see a lot of pictures every week. And I notice that some of them are actually photographs that someone's gone to the trouble of making. Snapshots are typically full of compositional errors because they are essentially disposable. So that's gonna piss off the snapshot takers. Life's difficult, moving on. Give me an example of a snapshot, like a picture of your lunch. No one actually cares about that in the long term, not even the picture taker, if you will. So in this episode, I wanna talk to the photographer, not the snapshotter. And I think we understand that they are different Entities.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And since I appear to be playing the straight man at the moment, uh,
0: what is the number one error? Well, thank you very much for asking. Oh, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> the number one error is dumping the subject in the center of the frame. We refer to this as dead center is deadly. It's a prescription for a photograph without lasting value. And frankly. It's boring. And because it's boring, it's easily ignored. People don't spend the time to look at it.
1: Well, hang on a second. Uh, there there are times when placing the subject in the dead center makes absolute sense. Okay.
0: The only time it makes sense is if everything is happening so fast that the photographer is shooting very quickly with the plan and, and the intent to crop in post-processing to achieve a pleasing compensation, well, think of an airshow, for example. Things speeding over your head at 600 miles an hour, you may not have, well, have the time to compose as you might like. So it's in the center, and then you recompose in post. The other scenario is the very rare case of an ideal symmetry, which is quite a bit rarer than some photographs might suggest.
1: So, before we lose the, uh, the listeners completely, and to be clear, you think that, in general, the proper time for the subject to be dead center is never? To quote Wesley
0: Snipes in Demolition Man,
1: exacto mundo! Well, if you're going the Demolition Man route, you get extra points for explaining how the three seashells work. But just a side, how does the camera influence people to put the subject in the center?
0: Well, I have no idea on the seashells thing. I don't think anybody actually knows. Nobody ever did. (laughs) So while many cameras have the ability to display a grid in the viewfinder as a compositional aid, which I think is a very good thing, they also dump the AF points towards the middle. And the fewer AF points that you choose to use, well, the closer to the middle you are. For someone like myself who only uses one AF point, the one that is in fact dead center, that requires me to think and use the Flores method, FLRS, that I've talked about many, many times before.
1: So remind us uh, again,
0: what, what is the floors system? So FLRS, or floors as I call it, because it's easier to remember, means focus, lock, recompose, shoot. And I think people get the idea of focus. A lot of them get the idea of lock. They all get the idea of shoot. I think it's the recompose that so many good folks forget to do.
1: But uh, not everybody is like you, oh thank goodness. And uh, they use all the focus points that the camera offers. They've paid for that. Uh, so how is the focus point layout an issue for these people?
0: Well, the first problem is you may not know which focus point the camera is then using. And we have to accept the technical reality that the most accurate and widest ranging focus point for light range, dynamic range, and aperture range is the one in the center. The only way to force the camera to bias to an alternate focus point is to use whatever method the maker provides to move your selection of which will be the dominant focus point. This is easy and ideal when the camera is locked down on a tripod, such as for a stationary tri- subject. But if you're moving and, or the subject is moving, or you're both moving, moving a joystick to chase a focus point around is a pain in the twisty. And which point is dominant is often forgotten by the next frame. Okay,
1: so let's assume that we can manage that. I can see a few issues that maybe need to be addressed. It's good that you have stressed that the center point is the most accurate of all the points in the camera system, or that it makes available to you. And from my experience, moving the focus point in action is indeed a pain in the whatever you called it. Tukas. 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 But it was not until I learned about the concept of decoupling focus from shutter that uh, I could make it work. I would focus on something, recompose, touch the shutter release, and instantly be focused on something else. Now that I can focus and lock independently, it is easy and it did not take long to learn and master it once I was taught
0: it. Well, I think the second point that you've made. The importance of decoupling the process of capture from the process of focusing is incredibly important. Fortunately, that's easy to do in the menu system of any camera, although it might require dun, 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 that one read the manual. Where is this manual kept that I keep hearing about it? It was. It came. It, well, <laughs> no, they don't come in the box anymore at all. You actually have to go online and try to find it. And if you're dealing with some manufacturers, navigating their website is like a 19th level dungeon. <laughs> There's no light, and it's filled with monsters. But yeah, but I fear that this lack of recomposition might explain why so many pictures are composed dead center as you note though the concept that we're talking about isn't a long-term learning curve the idea that it's hard isn't valid the manual (laughs) or dare dare i say looking at the viewfinder will tell you how many focus points the camera can use And the manual will tell you how many focus point group options there are. Now, what I mean by that is all of them, maybe 21, maybe 15, maybe nine, maybe three, maybe one. I know someone thinks all those options is a good thing. I haven't figured out what they are yet, but there you go. In the event that multiple focus points are active, and here I say, yuck, (laughs) The priority is going to go to whichever is closest to the subject. That means if you've got a field of fifteen points, and one of those points detects something that is closer than a greater distance, that's where the camera is going to focus. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not guaranteed to be the subject that you wanted. Yep. And so that can be confusing and frustrating. Now the manual will tell you how to move the focus point and locking the point does involve decoupling the autofocus from the shutter release, which we said is in the manual, but it's actually also in the menu for your camera. And then pressing down on the button on the back of the camera that's labeled AF on or AF lock or something along those lines, what we often call back button focus. There is no magic in it. It's just a button. And if you just take the time and you practice sitting at your kitchen table, you don't have to make a far trip. You're going to be, I think anybody can get this complete in under 30 minutes. Okay,
1: uh, so you're gently saying that it's not difficult and uh, well within the ability of any camera user with a small investment in time in themselves but uh, relating to what you just said though yes uh, the information is in either the manual or in the menu system but if somebody has not explained or shown you how to do it it can be daunting if well not daunting you just don't know what to do and as from my experience, no two camera systems does it the same way. There's minor changes. Uh, Nikon does something about, uh, well, they do something weird. And Canon, it comes built in, I believe.
0: So, <laughs> hang anyway. on. Let me get my tinfoil conspiracy hat in. Because <laughs> I actually believe these camera manufacturers get together. And agree to do things completely differently. So as to keep their customers locked in and confused.
1: Well, that, that may well be. But the fact is, they are different. So if you want to do this, find somebody who does and just say, what is this he's talking about? And once you've seen it, it's child's play.
0: The other option, of course, is to RTFM.
1: Yes, yes, that, uh, the one that you can't find.
0: <laughs> Read manual. Okay, precisely. However, the fact of the matter is that there are still too many pictures that could be much better photos if the subject was not dead center. Because this is not a part of seeing. It's an integral part of seeing. Now, personally, I think it would be cool if there was an overlay in the viewfinder that popped up a regular reminder, (laughs) flashed a light and said, dead center is deadly.
1: And the cyborgs are coming. Well, Well, as far as I know, there is no such thing.
0: I'm not aware of one either. Composition is an active step in seeing and in making better photos. Wait, make better photos. That's part of the name of this very podcast. I fancy that. So what are you actually proposing? So I think that to leverage the cameras that we have, it benefits everybody that if the camera offers a three-by-three grid overlay in the viewfinder, turn it on. Because even if your composition isn't benefiting from the third's guideline, the overlay can act as a reminder to compose before you shoot. It also creates a box around the center. And you can train yourself to make sure that your subject is not sitting in that box. I call it the penalty box because it penalizes the value of the image. But what if the photographer wants to put the image right in the center? The photographer can do whatever the heck he or she wants to do. But he or she has to own the decision. And if the image is dissatisfying and the subject is dead center well, then that person got precisely what he or she asked for.
1: So what you're saying sounds straightforward, sounds fairly simple, and I know that it takes
0: some work to, to get to this point. Well, of course it takes work, but not a lot of work. Building any skill takes actual effort. You're not going to get that by watching YouTube or just talking about it. We learn by doing. That's a human's function.
1: Okay, so I can see your argument. I'm not sure everybody would agree because I've seen some people say, oh, you know, these are supposedly reputable photographers, and they say, oh, I don't ever bother using back button focus. So, yeah, okay. They manage to compose their images properly, but there are people who would disagree. So, Thanks to all for listening,
0: I am Gordon and I am Ross. The purpose of the exercise is that I want people who are committed to improving to be more successful as creative photographers is to take that step on the road that breaks bad habits. Putting the subject dead centre is a bad habit. If you shop with BNH Photo Video, please use the link on the main page. It pays us a small commission and costs you nothing more. Thanks again for being part of the group. Please feel free to leave a comment or send in a question. For the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast, we bid you peace.